Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. In Greek, we have some of the best curses in the world that are hard to translate, but we have gamoto keratoso, which means sit on my horns and rotate. Fuck you! Malaka! We have in Greek language the word malaka. You hear it a lot when two Greeks are talking. Malaka means the great champion masturbator, the number one masturbator. Nobody can beat him. He has masturbated in first place his whole life. He sits around, does nothing but masturbate. He masturbates to himself, and he masturbates. He is the champion. The Michael Jordan of masturbation is Malaka. Number one baby in this area. Nah. <laughs> and you have said something stupid in a Greek <laughs> This means what you say is a tit sandwich. Maverick people uh, say, uh, hey, brother, talk to the hand. Talk to the hand, brother. Talk to the hand. This is where do they get this thing? How did this happen? How did this happen? From nah, the Greek original. Nah. Right to your face. So you're speaking to me, and Mr. Pano say, George Bush is a good person. I put the hand right over your face. You say, Mr. Pano say, can I marry a Cristino? And then I smack the back of the hand. Nato. Nah, Mr. Pano. Can you have any specials today, Ryder? Nah, Malaka, this is a business. I have no special for you. Uh, Mr. Pano say, hey, people is Turkish people. Nato. Maria, anything Maria say, nah. I walk at my house like this, nah, 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 nah. Good to have. In Greek culture, we have a tiny violin. And when a person talks and he's full of shit, we go like this. Oh, keep going, yes. Oh, yes, you're beautiful. Oh, your wife is beautiful. She's successful. Oh, you're successful. Oh, you have a better restaurant than me? Oh, the violin is playing the music. This is so beautiful. You are an actor. Oh, nice. Very nice. Oh, your kids are so smart. Everybody's so smart as the violin plays and the plays until I get to finish the symphony. Now! Oh, Mr. Panos, what a man. And well, welcome. welcome to Beyond Bushido. <laughs> if you haven't guessed, with it being Greek Easter this past weekend, we had to bring on a guest host, and not just any guest host. Ladies and gentlemen, he was the 1998 Bryant High School Greek of the Year. He was the first <laughs> Grecian-American to ever receive a blowy inside the studios of the St. John's University uh, DJ booth. <laughs> 
he has carried that nine-pound wheel of feta up Mount Olympus. As per your request. Yes. And more importantly than all that, he is my dear friend and a host of a tremendous podcast on the Rat Sound Review Network called Music is Life. It airs whenever the fuck he feels like, and if you don't like it, nah, Malata. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Lou Mavs. Lou, how are you doing oh. tonight, sir? Oh, my God, that was the greatest introduction I could ever have. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm doing well, thank you. Surviving this quarantine, and uh, oh, my God. The Mr. Panos is a nice spray, touch. Have you, have you tried spraying Windex in the air just to make sure that everything is good and ready? <laughs> no, fantastic. Nah. <laughs> Fair enough. We got that. So, Louie, you host this great podcast. I love listening to it. You you have always been a, uh, I don't know how else to put this. You've just been this encyclopedia of music knowledge your whole life. You've introduced me to some of the greatest bands that I still listen to to this day since we were in high school, and I thank you for that. Uh, You've always been a wonderful friend. But more important that music is life. That is the perfect podcast for you. Can you tell people a little bit about this podcast? Sure. Well, uh, first of all, feeling is mutual. One of my dearest friends. Love you, buddy. Uh, the The premise of it came literally about over a year ago when I was unemployed and I was really getting into uh, listening to podcasts while I was driving Uber just to make some extra money for my family. So I was listening to Gary V and, you know, the way he talks, he's all about, you know, talk about what you're most passionate about. And, you know, my, my wife is a singer songwriter and a music teacher. I've been playing guitar since 92 and I play in a live band. Uh, at one point we were playing out every weekend, sometimes two, three shows a weekend, you know, and it's what I love doing. And, you know, at the time that the podcast was coming out, you know, we were in a climate of like all pop music, all electronic music, uh, really no room for rock music or for musicians to feel like, you know, they had somewhere to go to uh, hear advice. So I figured, you know what, I, uh, you know, I ran the gamut of being in a touring band for a while. Uh, I recorded music before, copyrighted, published music, and I just said, you know what? Music is my life, you know? Even though I'm not a millionaire from it, so what? Who cares? You don't have to be a millionaire for something if you get joy out of it, you know? You work a job to make money, but, you know, the thing that you love doing the most, you do it for free. I'm fortunate that when my band Hard Drive, when we play out, we uh, <laughs> you know, we get paid for it. And I still write music. I actually just uh, sort of made a makeshift um studio of my house right now where I'm actually recording a lot more than I used to and I get pure enjoyment out of it. So that's really where it came from. You see, because you really do enjoy music because I don't think you remember that I remember this because of all the concussions, but I somehow still remember this. Okay. James, interesting story about Louie. Louie, when he was in college, was asked to join Shadows Fall. Wow. Not Shadows Fall. It was Kill Switch Engage. It was Kill Switch Engage. Oh, so, yes. sorry. Um, O3 Ozfest second stage. But hey, you know, continue. That was my yeah, first you know, Ozfest. Not like Shadows Fall or fucking Kill Switch Engage ever did anything in music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, you they could they have been a contender, yeah. Louis. 
You could have been there. Right you could have even been E Town Concrete. <laughs> they broke up that year. <laughs> I know they did. Yes, they did. <laughs> but, but no, I, Louis was, I did see them. Yeah. But Louis had Louis had chances like that, but Louis was a very responsible adult. I remember yelling and screaming and cursing at him when he told me this, where he could have started traveling. And um but Louis made sure he always fulfilled his obligations. At that time, he was the program director for the St. John's University radio station. And uh, he took that job seriously. He did a great job. Um, I got away with some of the worst hijinks in life. I was the first person to have nudity on that radio station. <laughs> well, in my time, I don't know if anything happened beforehand. There's no way. There's no way. Not not to the level we made it. <laughs> I made it an ongoing theme even when I wasn't there. I left it in a wake. Um, but no, Louis, like I said, you've been around music your whole life. Um, yeah. On your most recent episode, what were you talking about? Um, basically, with the current climate that's been going on, especially with the coronavirus and everybody quarantined or working from home or unfortunately getting furloughed, uh, I made it a point to um, tell musicians that at this point in in at this point in time it's okay to have your political opinions but don't forget that we're blessed as musicians with the ability to entertain people and that we shouldn't be causing divisiveness with our political opinions and you know not not engaging in people who might disagree with you because I would think as a musician, you know, you'd want to get as many, you know, as many supporters as you want. Once you start pulling like what Sebastian Bach or Tommy Lee does, you know, and start like insulting whatever political party it is that they're insulting. Like I said, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to alienate anybody over here. But once you start doing that, you kind of alienate your fans who may feel that way. So I just said, you All know right. what? Three-way dance, yeah. three dance of uh, lead singers that are ruining their reputation because they're fighting their politi- fighting these crazy political beliefs. You're Athens, Who? Greece, Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee, Sebastian Bach. Have Canada's third favorite son. Fourth? You got to put the, the guys in Trapped. Oh my God! Wow, what is up with that guy? I mean, like, was Trapped ever relevant? <laughs> wait, wait, they had that one good song. Yeah, and you know what? A year before, my friend had the same song written. It's just Trapped got to it first. Exactly. The same riff. Yeah, but yeah, anyways, I, mean, I, I, sorry, I, I the the the, the, the view, and I've gone to to more of a thing here because, like, I'm actually going to talk here for a second. You know, it is my show too. <laughs> Eric <laughs> is, uh, you know, uh, I go back to the whole uh, Michael Jordan, right. especially during the whole, you know, he's, he's their whole documentary, The Last Dance is out. Uh, Republicans buy sneakers too. And, you know, you might be left wing, you might be right wing. Um, people still buy stuff. And, you know, we, we are going to be into it, you know, we're still in a consumer society. So mm-hmm. why alienate half of the, half of the population? By saying saying something stupid and all that type of stuff, but yes, yeah, um, that's along the lines of what my episode was about. Yeah. Just saying, you know, stop the BS. Yeah. Just do what you were put here on 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 this earth for. <laughs> put smiles on people's faces because they need it. Yeah. At this time, they need it. 
Well, and, and now, I'm, speaking, hope, I'm hoping all 100 people watch this that are enjoying that do the same thing with us too, because I mean that's that's the point of this whole thing is to give some entertainment. Excellent. You know what? I'm going to explain it like this. Me and Louie are from the same borough, uh, Queens, New York. I want you to find me the last borough president that made it four years of a term without getting kicked out of office. You can't. You can't. In the past five terms, every borough president's been kicked out. If you want proof of this, the last one I could think of was Anthony Weiner. So there you go. It's all bullshit. All of it. But getting back to it, music is life. It's on the Rat Style Review Network. This is one of our brother programs. Louie, we love having you on. We have a debut tonight for you folks. We have a very special music video that we are going to be debuting. James, how are we looking on setting that one up? Uh, we're going to uh, set it up. Okay, so uh, just to FYI so that YouTube doesn't get mad at us because I would like to actually do put this on YouTube. We are only going to show 30 seconds of it, folks. So if you actually want the full video, you're going to have to go online and watch it. and get yeah, and Skip put to more. Like the middle part of the song so this way they don't just see the opening. Yeah. Okay. I'll, 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 I'll switch that up. But uh, the, the one thing I remember watching as I was watching this, it made me feel old because it, it isn't, isn't his kid dancing in this too. And I just no, felt that like, is not Trey. Trey was no, supposed no, 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 to be no, there. I'm not talking about not Trey. I'm not talking about Trey. No, that's not karma. Is that karma? Okay. No, 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 no. She had a, she had a dancer cell, but no, trust me. I already feel old and cry every fucking weekend about this shit. You have no <laughs> understand. She came. I, uh, I did extra work uh, early this past September, and her and then the little, little one were there, and I saw just how big that one got and then how big the little, little one got, and I was about to fucking cry, man. Well, because I remember was... last, time I, last time I saw Karma was, what, 12 years ago? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there you go with that. <laughs> yeah. You got a point there. <laughs> but um, no, he just released his new single. Uh, some know him as Ron Killings. Some know him as Our Truth. Ladies and gentlemen, for your viewing pleasure, we're gonna let you hear some of his new signal that you can get on uh, iTunes, all that shit, Spotify. You can watch the video on YouTube at Ron Killings TV. This is Our Truth's newest video with Hit 'Em Up. Get it. 
Buddy, I done did that. Real fresh like a new banana. I'ma hit the gas to make it pull back. Credit up and it's so high, I'm so fly like a jet plane. Hit them hard like Nova Game. I was, I was, I was born to get the money, talking royalty. Wasn't trying to skip a step, I'm talking loyalty. They be capping, I stay trapping, now I'm in the league. Now I'm ballin', I just stack me up a hundred bees. Watch out, watch out hard, I hit them up. Break it down, I pick it up. My best life, I live it up. I go hard, I hit them up. Watch out hard, I hit them up. Break it down, I pick it up. Big bang, big bang, hit them up. Hit them up, hit them up, hit them up. Choose, I got the juice and I ain't got explain that. Berry bars, I the park. I'ma bring my own back. A 32, a 32, we tell the truth and all facts. Do you swear to keep it real and never ever change back? song i could put him on here but yeah. fucking youtube would be like you can't play that yeah i know yeah we had... the guy who fucking wrote and composed the entire fucking uh the song uh phoenix by stradivarius he's there like yeah man cool bro and they still struck us so oh, i don't know YouTube, it's like yeah. you see timo right where you are louis right where you are is where i timo was online was for that one yeah yeah. yeah. So I mean, and, and, uh, and so you figured that a guy who wrote it would have approved it. Yeah. Well, that's I even put did. that in the I even put that in the argument, and they still were like, "Nope, they're blocked." It's like he owns the fucking rights to the fucking song. He owns the rights. If I if I wanted to, I could get him to sign a fucking contract to me, and I could fucking have that shit playing all the time here, and then sue YouTube for fucking taking me off for well, it. Well, did did he sign over his rights to Stradivarius when he left the band? Or no, does he still, he still get royalties? No, he, uh, he, still, he still gets shit. He right, still cool. gets everything. Uh, he wrote two songs for the new album. You know, he's not in the band, but he wrote two songs. They asked him to write two songs. They wound up not using those two songs, so they're going to be on his next album. All but, right. but if you have been listening to Timo Toki podcast, they had an episode where other Timo came on, where uh, George Michael came oh, on the yeah. air. And Jorg said he would be down for the idea. So I, myself, the benevolent, wonderful human being I am, might be getting you guys a Timo Toki reunion. So I should be praised for that if it does happen. Toma. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Thank yeah. you. If, if, it, if it happens, if it happens, if if the yeah. whole, if the Rona doesn't freaking wipe out everything else, since it's killing Octoberfest and everything. 
I didn't meet you because we were both fellow metalheads in high school. I met you because we were both wrestling fans, and just like that Scully says, we were both ECW fans. Yes, you were so wearing a Taz we, shirt. I was wearing a Dreamer shirt, I think. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> how it. That's exactly how it went down. Um, and Louis has always been a great, great wrestling fan. Um, Louis has followed a lot of the guys. We got a great card tonight. Um, Louis, we're going to give you some of these guys. I know you're going to know who they are. I'm going to love hearing your insight and your views on a lot of these guys. James, what do we got going on tonight? Well, um, it's actually, uh, we got another one from pro wrestling, uh, Fukunami Gumi. And Fujinami Gumi. Sorry, I always mess that up, and I know I'm going to get a fucking head punch you. You know, he's, he's going. Oh, he's. You know, I'm going. I and I'm going to deserve it. But I mean, <laughs> we've got the likes of uh, Minoru Tanaka, Takashi Ono. We've got uh, Ultimo Dragon versus Akuma. We've got Alexander Otsuka, and then yeah. the main event is the great Sasuke versus our favorite Funaki. That's right. So. With that said, let's get this show on the road. All righty. So, everybody, we're going to be starting off here. It's going to be PWFG Yokohama Super Battle 95, the Fujiwara Incident. So, (laughs) and once it's loaded up, we're going to start in three, two, one, go. Now, Louie, you were a huge wrestling fan back in the day. I remember your love of ECW. I remember your love of WWE and WCW. But you were predominantly, like me, an ECW fan. What um, Did you ever really get into the Japanese wrestling videos? Um, first one being King of the Deathmatch, IWA Japan. And oh, yeah, that's on, right. And uh, having gone to many ECW shows at the uh, Elks Lodge, on Queens the Boulevard. Of extreme. Yes, the Madhouse of Extreme. Um, <laughs> a lot of uh, RF videos there. Of course, this was before the whole, uh, let's just say you're 18, um, <laughs> uh, gimmick <laughs> happened with uh, RF. Sorry, can't respect that. And uh, bought a couple of uh, Japanese deathmatch tapes from uh, Big Japan. Uh, got Best of Cactus Shack of Japan. And I... Slowly was building up my collection more from that. And, you know, love a lot of what the Japanese were doing. You know, puro resu, as they call it. Um, yes. Still follow a lot of it today. You know, there's uh, Freedoms, Junkasai's group. Uh, Big Japan, you know, has a lot of the death matches uh, where uh, wrestlers like Masada and, uh, well, Masada is actually my favorite one from uh, Big Japan. Uh, been following a lot of their careers as well. So I also follow him in uh, Combat Zone Wrestling and Game Changer Wrestling. And they bring in a lot of the uh, Big Japan and Freedoms guys too. So, yeah, I still do follow it. Um, Was following New Japan for a while, uh, especially up until about this summer, uh, just to see where the Bullet Club was going. And, yes, I was a Bullet Club fan before it became cool to be a Bullet Club fan. And... (laughs) You know, a uh, lot of love and respect for what they do. God, sorry, Al, Al, oh. Al. Hey, 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 Al. That is a Achilles lock, <laughs> and he is just ripping up the shreds. Um, sorry, continue. So I apologize. 
Yeah, just to give you a little background on what you're seeing today, Louie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the gentleman you just saw ripping that guy's Achilles in three places, and now he's got yes. the kick, he's got the pads out. That is Fujiwara, the creator of the Fujiwara armbar. Legit shoot. Carl Gotcha's favorite student. Uh, he started his own wrestling company uh, once he saw that UWFI was taken off with the work shoot style. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of the students that you see that come in here were trained by Fujiwara. So before the shows, they would actually be training in the ring like that before they'd go out and just kill each other. This show I wanted especially for you to watch because we still have our work shoot fights, but we also have more important than that. We have uh, the cruiserweight matches, which I think I get you in. I know you're a huge deathmatch fan, and uh, we got to do a deathmatch episode. Look at Kojima right there in the background. You notice that? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, because this also has Ultimate Dragon in there, and you know how much of a fan I am of Ultimate Dragon. I was a huge fan of this WCW. Yeah, Yeah. I forgot to also mention I loved FMW, so that was always great to watch. Hayabusa was my favorite one there. Now, out of curiosity, is the same Fujiwara who told? uh, I remember there was a shoot video with uh, Ricky Morton and Manny Fernandez. And uh, Ricky was talking about the first time him and Robert went over to Japan. And I think it that was, was Takata. That was Takata no, who was told Takata them no high spots. Yeah. Uh, the, oh, no, you're talking about, okay, the actual match where they beat the shit out of the guys was Kawada. And um, I forgot the other guy that was Tau- his tag uh, partner. In Taui. Taui. Yeah, Taui. Okay. And, uh, yeah, they, 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 they were pissed off because Fujiwara was the booker at the time, but Footloose was pissed off because they felt like their gimmick was the Rock and Roll Express gimmick, mm-hmm. and oh, we're off to a oh, yeah. we're off to a fun one already. Yeah, here we go, Takachiono and Yoniyama. Yeah, yeah, going at it. This is kind of what you would see at a uh, Josh Barnett's blood sport. Yes, exactly. This is uh, yeah. Josh Barnett took up. It, it uses a lot of this, this, and. Old UWFI, which was of course he is, does. Is there anything sense, original wrestling anymore? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, well, and also because remember, he's a Billy Robinson student, and Billy Robinson was uh, was one of the coaches in UWFI. Mm. So you have you have all he that was going one of the on. Teachers, yeah, yeah. He's one of the instructors. So yeah, um, yeah. And so he's going to take a lot from that. Oof. Okay. There's a lot more punching oh, and kicking from now. Already here we go. Some night. Like... Those inside leg kicks hurt yes. so bad. Well, slapping and kicking, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, yes, they do. Now, the knee yes, pads started This becoming... was Fujiwara's idea. Go ahead. No, you first. Yeah. No, the knee pads started coming in because those rings in Japan, that style of ring is just so stiff that if you didn't wear the knee pads, you, you weren't going to have a very long career. Makes sense. Okay. <laughs> The reason why Sakuraba had had about eighteen million freaking knee wraps around his knees during the Pride Days. Yeah. Oh, and we got we got him. Oh. oh, oh, we got oh, yeah. nice. That's a little, nice, nice transition. Little, yeah. yeah. Oh, now, nice armor. Interesting thing. Yeah. Oh, almost got it. You know, I the, the thing is, I was a big deathmatch fan too. I remember one time at St. John's, I got everybody to start watching all this deathmatch wrestlers. Mm-hmm. I think you were there that day, Louis, when we took over a classroom and just started watching deathmatch wrestling drinking. Yeah, foods. I think I think it was CZW the uh, the staple gun. I think that's what it was. 
it was it was that one and then they also uh then we started watching the uh it was also big japan stuff but it was like the later like this is when homa was still doing uh deathmatch wrestling james oh wow yeah before you know long before he broke his neck and now he's back and doing great but yeah. he did some crazy deathmatch wrestling stuff and he had the yellow gear still and uh <sighs> right I Ryuji yeah. Yamakawa, I think I remember he hit him over the head with a fluorescent light tube. Dude was bleeding buckets out of his forehead. Right, I remember that. That, that, was, that, was, a, that was the same. That was the same video where uh, CZW, where Jun Kayashi got hit with the, the 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 light tube, and he had the big chunk of skin missing out of his arm. Jun Kasai, yeah, that was unfucking believable. Two thousand one, yeah. Yeah, that was. Those were all those videos because I used to go to Jack Sabbath's store because we were so close to it on Utopia Parkway. And we used, to, I just used to tell Jack, I was like, yeah, I'm taking this and this and this. I'll bring it back in a week. <laughs> uh, is, that, is that the Wrestling Universe? Yeah, Wrestling Universe, yeah. It's still the around. Universe when he, it's I, still around. Yeah, I, uh, I just saw it on the Major Brothers show, but it's actually a different building now, I think. Mm, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I remember I got Dino to take us there, take me and Fred there. I was like, all right, I'm going to show you guys some shit. Uh, good old Canyon Arrow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Camionero. <laughs> but um, did you ever watch any of this work shoot stuff back in uh, the day when you were a teenager, Louie? No, I have no familiarity with it whatsoever. I mean, I recognize some of the talent that you mentioned, but I never heard of this league. I think yeah. what were some of the other leagues uh, at that time that I knew of? Uh, there was War. There was uh, yeah. Michinoku Pro. But uh, no, I never heard of this one. A lot of th- this one. This one turns into battle arts after a few years so mm-hmm. you got you get that also which which war nice down. did a lot oh yeah yeah there's sure. uh, this is this is a little bit more uh rough and tumble is what we're gonna say other than yeah. you know the just or, a little rough and tumble just just the skosh rough, rough and tumble um but yeah i've been i i i've been i i dig this stuff more this is kind of where i uh, you know, I, I started in watching Pride and stuff like that. That's what really got me into Jap- Japanese wrestling mm. and all that stuff was was going watching Pride and then and branching off of that with Hustle and all that stuff. So for mm. me, it's yeah. I and was then more I started into- showing James like Falcon and all those guys. Yeah. I was like, oh wait a minute, you got to see this. You know, yeah, was, I've I've, I've always kept a very eclectic. I always kept a very eclectic taste in pro wrestling. So when I could find a niche that I think somebody can get into, it's always fun and. I, with you, Louis, it was easy because you just love deathmatch wrestling to begin with. <laughs> did you ever get to go to any of those CZW shows like Wayne did back in the day? No, never did. Um, after ECW uh, folded, uh, the I've only been to two other uh, wrestling cards. One was a, uh, a TNA wrestling over at the Westbury Music Fair where the main event was AJ Styles and Kurt Angle. That was February 2008. Oh, wow. <laughs> and yeah, but the Dudleys were there, which was cool. They fought the Motor City Machine Guns in an old school ECW New York Street fight, as they call it. <laughs> and, uh, and then I went to uh, a fight the world wrestling match in uh, Ronkonkoma about eight years ago because one of the wrestlers who did sound for one of my old bands, uh, he, yeah, so he was a sound guy and a pro wrestler. And I asked him, hey, listen, what would it take for you to come down and, like, fine-tune our sound in the uh, in the studio so that this way we could carry this sound with us wherever we go? And he said, come to one of my wrestling matches. I said, all right, I'll go. 
And uh, it was Earl Cooter who goes. Yeah, uh, Earl Cooter and uh, his brother Doug, rock star. Yeah, really nice guy, great talent. I'm happy to see yeah. that he's doing very well. So big shout out to Earl Cooter. And oh, man, we got the first match is over with. And uh, that was it. Oh, but, uh, it is, James. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, that was, that, was, that was a good card, though, because uh, Just Incredible was there and Kevin Nash was yeah. there. Dude's freaking tall. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, yeah. He's seven feet tall, legit. What do you expect? Kevin so drinking Budweiser all night. Uh, oh, of course. So, James, you like the, you love the Minoru Tanaka. Uh, tell us a little bit about what, what you love about Minoru Tanaka here. Um, well, actually, I didn't really uh, spend much time doing any of all this stuff, but um, hold on. Let me, let me pull up his fun little thing. Yeah, thank, thank you for uh, putting me on there. Uh, my favorite thing about him is that he was in the, the anime uh, Death Note, so he's that. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. You know, I'm an anime nerd with that, so. <laughs> yeah. But no, um, Minoru Tanaka, he's been around everywhere. Uh, great cruiserweight wrestler. Really good, um, really, really good shoot fighter. He had a couple shoot fights, too. He was really great at this work shoot, but he was also really good at uh, transitioning into a pro wrestling career. Uh, James, what do you know about him? Um, the, the biggest thing uh, that came out of that was that he went back to the NWA and honestly, I'm going to be really honest. I'm looking at this. Uh, I'm cheating. <laughs> Are you reading his Wikipedia page? You're dang right. I am. Nice. <laughs> I, I don't, I, I don't know a lot about his uh, MMA stuff. I just know that he was in a lot of pro wrestling promotions all the way into wrestle one with Mudo. So uh, he, he pretty much traveled all the not called new Japan and all Japan. <laughs> well, no, he wrestled. absolutely wrestled for New Japan. He um, did. He did for yeah, but I mean, not like he was there oh in the early two thousands, and uh, they actually had him do a, a hood gimmick for a while called Heat. And um, Minoru was always looked at as one of the better cruiserweights. When he did his American excursion in the late two thousands, I actually got to be a part of a bunch. I got to actually watch a lot of those shows, and I actually got to wrestle on a couple of indies with him. Um. Everybody loves that Alberto Del Rio spin-out armbar. That was actually Minoru Tanaka's originally. Nobody else was doing that back then. He would do that. Um, he would also do the whole thing where you go to kick him and he turned into a spin move right into a ankle lock. Um, he was really good. And right now we see this going on here. <laughs> he's got him mounted right now and yeah. he's having fun with it. Yeah, he's he's not. He's you know why I fucked up. That's my fault. I'm calling you out on this. I fucking mistaken him and Alexander Otsutka. Yeah, you I, did. I Thank you. I know Otsutka more than I do him. I was like, thanks. Okay, yeah. Um, Redo. Yeah. <laughs> Magic of editing. No, okay. None at all. No, no, no. This is this is <laughs> that's the real thing about this. If I screw up, I'll be completely honest. I'm looking at Wikipedia. <laughs> I'll be well, I'll be great about right, that. But yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When when when, Azaka, when 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 Alexander shows up, I'll be more like, ah, oh, yeah. I remember him yes. fighting Henzo and and us. 
and all that stuff. But yeah, so I mean, uh, the fun the fun thing about this is like uh, you know, for me, I, when when I started in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, I was like, oh, you know, we you know, there's some wrestling stuff in here, but we're you know, this is we're mostly you know, Jiu Jitsu and wrestling are two different things. And now now watching this, the uh, the curtain's been pulled back a little bit. <laughs> the uh, the professor really crazy. He's 47 years old now, and he's like here. He's kind of pudgy, you know. Yeah, he's got the really weird aqua velvet tights going thing. Do not, do not hate like on the aquamarine. I will absolutely hate on that aquamarine color. That is horrible. But you can't get um, away with that unless you're Rick Martel. <laughs> exactly. In, uh, Rick in, in Puerto Rico. Pastels. In, in Puerto Rico, the um, rocking one-on-one. Oh yeah. By the way, this, did this I ever send you that video, Louis? Which video? The uh, Ricky Martel when he was debuting in Puerto Rico, when they did the music video using the song "One on One" by Hall and Oates. No, I'm gonna have to check that out later. Oh, it's, it is oh, beautiful. God. I was gonna say uh, this hall looks very familiar. Is this Caracuan Hall? Oh my God! Can nobody say the name of the building? It's the Koga Geekon. It is not Koga Geekon. It is. Hurricane Hall, and no, this is uh, Yokohama. This is Yokohama. This is, this is, Sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to okay, incorrect, incorrectly. No, 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 no. This is a debate that we're having on the show. I call it by the sumo name. He calls it by every, every what they call it in wrestling. The Cobra it's a, Kai it's a, Hall. Yes, the yeah, Cobra Kai Hall. You know, this is where Daniel's son did the did the crane kick, and and, and the guy didn't. Then Daniel didn't sweep no, the leg or something. Hurricane Hall is where Kenta Kabashi beat. Masawa and Kawada and debuted the Burning Hammer and debuted uh, the Orange Crush and every other devastating thing you ever saw in your life. It is Kurikan Hall. Kurikan. It is the Kogikon, the home of all the Yokozunas and from the Rewa era. Well, fuck all of them. It's Kurikan, goddammit. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, like you see Tana- Tanaka here. He's in his early 20s. To know that he's 47 and in the best shape of his life I've ever seen him, it's crazy to me. Um, I feel like politics played a big problem with his early 2000s run with New Japan uh, because he was really like a real standout guy. Uh, The other thing that got in his way was he was really late in his career when he went out for excursion because he went out for for his – Oh, and there's a kick in the head. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Katsoba was like, oh, yeah, come on, now hit me, and then he hit him. Yes. <laughs> Charlie the Brown is, does not work. Charlie no. Brown is fucked right now. He's just like, oh boy, <laughs> I made a bad choice. Charlie, Charlie Brown, Brown is too. Oh, 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 oh no. nice T Bone. It's Kato. <laughs> oh. For those of you who don't know, Katsoba was actually one of the, the crazy uh the crazy uh eights in the Kill Bill film. He was one of the head guys they used in that film. Oh, was he? Was he? Is he the same guy that did the? He was the leader of the Crazy Eighty Eights and was also Pai Mei. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that's the same guy. Yeah. Great movie. That 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 him right there. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and I tried to explain that to people. Can we just take a sec? Oh, look at that suplex. Yeah. Can we talk about the fact that you know movies like. When I think of movies, great movies. Oh, oh no. look at that. Oh, we got a heel. Oh, oh, that's oh, it. Oh, got got. Got got. But seriously, Sorry. think about it. Like when I think of great movies with female heroic leads, I think of uh, Ripley and Aliens that Sigourney mm-hmm. Weaver played. 
Mm-hmm. I think of uh, the Kill Bill franchise. I think they did a great job at it. Um, I think of movies like that, and and they're not force fed. James, what do we have going on here? Oh yes, <laughs> tell us about this one. I'm going to give you your shine. Go ahead. We got Takashi Okano versus Alexander Atsuka, a pride veteran, a man who not only beat who us admit that it might have been a little bit of a of of a of a work there, but hey, we'll we'll, we'll give him the credit. And then a man who kind of got dominated by Henzo Gracie, but we won't we won't be talking about that. But a man that actually went on to become an actor also in Japan and a lot of Japanese films as well. Yes, he did. And he had his own soap opera there for a while. He did. Yes, Japan's he did. Like now, one actually, that's so- Go ahead. It's amazing that Japan's like the one country where you could be a pop idol and an AV idol, and you're loved and cherished by the entire country. Yeah. Well, the, the beauty of Alexander Otsuka's soap opera is, you see, my mom watches all these Spanish soap operas, and what they've been doing now is translating a lot of these Japanese soap operas to Spanish. Oh, and his opera no is actually, yeah, it's now it airs on uh Galavision, and so mm. you see him because it's supposed to be like it's supposed to be like a heritage time uh Japanese story, so they're wearing like the old school kimonos and they have the you know the girls yes. with the fucking concubine makeup and everything. And then you have Alexander Osuka, so every time I'm walking in, I see Alexander Osuka in his in his kimono just sitting there while the concubines come in to serve him. And it is tremendous. Now, James, I'm going to give you 20. Uh, uh, okay, I, uh, I'm not going to give you 20 bucks. I'm broke. But uh, I will give you credit if you can figure out which one of these two is Alexander Otsutka. Uh, he'd be the one in the gi pants, sir. Are you sure about that? I'm probably wrong, but I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say it's a blue. Why would you think Alexander Otsutka is in the gi pants? I don't know, because I'm because I'm a terrible human being. Alexander Otsuka is the one in the blue trunks. <laughs> I just it's because he's he's a lot skinnier in pride. Okay, <laughs> he's that's a lot the fight skinnier. right there. Yep. Alexander Otsuka with the I win. I thought this was going to be a short one. You uh, know why you some... thought that, James? Because Alexander Otsuka shaves his head bald, not because he has to, but because he wants to. Yeah, exactly. saw that guy with the. And here we go, Louis. Right All right, now, Louis. Um, first time you saw Takamichinoku, when would you say that was? That would be barely legal, ECW pay per view, April thirteenth, nineteen ninety seven. It was the third match on the card. It was Michinoku Pro Wrestling uh, at the time, part of the BWO, against uh, Great Sasuke and um, some guy that dressed up like Robin Hood. I forgot his name. And uh, it was another wrestler. Um, oh, Grand, Grand Naniwa, I think Hamada. it was. Grand Hamada, Grand. right. Grand Naniwa was supposed Grand to be Hamada. there. But yes. uh, his uh, flight got canceled or something. Yes, and, so he and Michinoku Ataka Michinoku wrestled uh, on his team with uh, Terry Boy and uh, it was Dick one Togo. Other guy. Dick Togo, right? Oh, Yakashiji. That was the name of the guy in the green. Uh, Uchi Yakashiji, yeah. Yes. All right. In- oh, incredible. So like actually, not doing a cruiserweight match in this one. He's dealing with the real deal here. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> yes, he is. 
And that was my first exposure to uh, Japanese wrestling. And, well, it was my first exposure to ECW, but that was the third match on the card. That was one of the best matches that I had ever seen on television, not just on a pay-per-view, but in general. Like, they, they, blew, the, they blew the roof off the ECW arena that night. In and, my uh, opinion, that was the first ever showing of true uh, Lucha Resu, the mix of Puresu and Lucha Libre together. This is correct. And, uh, those six-man style matches and just how hectic and frantic they are that also mm-hmm. got Dragon Gate over here in the United States when they did it again with ROH. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure uh, Taka made a, a nice living when he was working at WWE, but I just thought that the way that they handled his character was disgraceful, the whole Kai's Eye thing. It, if you, you know, watch Taka in better. New Japan, listen to me. If you watch Taka's <laughs> character in New Japan, okay, they treated mm-hmm. him like he was Fred Astaire, okay? <laughs> Have you ever heard Taka's music when he comes to the ring? No. I used to make Taka games with it all coming, the time. Motherfucker. Are you that's serious? The, that's the latest version. Oh, that's the latest version. But before that, he would come out to the old WWE theme, but instead it would have two sword slices here. Fuck you. <laughs> I forgot about that one, yeah. Taka Michinoku. And then it would have like his version of a rap breakdown, which is just him talking English. Yo, what's up, man? My fucking name is Taka Michinoku. I'm Okono Kiko, you ass. <laughs> Taka Michinoku. Here's the problem. You see, Taka didn't want to live in the States when he was wrestling in uh, when he was wrestling for the WWE because mm-hmm. he spoke Japanese and he spoke Spanish, but he didn't speak English all that well. So he decided to live in Puerto Rico. And if, if you ever noticed, Taka was the best with this. Like you see Taka here, he's all small and spelt and good to go. <laughs> he immediately got that Puerto Rico wrestling body the minute he moved there. And if you watch the videos, like, you know, the infamous when he gets backdropped over the apron in the Royal Rumble and separates his shoulder and just splats mm-hmm. himself. Mm-hmm. You notice he's pretty jacked up. It's because he has what's called the Puerto Rico body. It's arms, it's traps, it's chest, it's back. Never work out your stomach or your legs a day in your life. Got it. <laughs> so, now, Aka, question, Eric. Yeah. Remember yes. there was one of the first episodes of Sunday Night Heat where Taka's walking to the ring and Taz yells out, there he is, the Puerto Rican from the Bronx. Yes. Do you remember this? That's exactly, <laughs> yes. That's exactly why Taz used to say that to him. Because Taco oh my was God. Puerto Rico at the time. See, because what you have to really do is watch, if you can get your hands on it, IWA wrestling from Puerto Rico at that time, Victor Quinones. Mm-hmm. And that's why Taka stayed living in Puerto Rico, because he got to live in Victor's mansion for free. So he was just saving all his money, and he was sending it home, and they were investing it for him. Taka doesn't have to wrestle a day in his life. Taka is set for life. Taka owns, like, three major businesses. One of them is a biotech firm, Okay. Taka doesn't have to wrestle, and that's why Taka doesn't wrestle in New Japan. Mm. Taka comes out with the flag, curses at everybody in English, um, and that's it, because that's what he can do. He could <laughs> still wrestle. He's still a tremendous athlete. Yes, but, yeah, that, that's what Taka did. But if you watch those old IWA shows, you see Taka coming in the building. He's got the floral print shirt with his chest sticking out <laughs> with the Oakley shades. <laughs> and he's just like, all right. I am Taka Michinoku, pendejo. Taka just, just loves to curse because he thinks that's what a heel does. Taka is just the nicest guy in the world, but his idea of heel is your traditional 19th. 
to 1970s heel, like like a Tojo Yamamoto. And mm-hmm. so that's all he does. Hey, whatever but works for him, man. Looking at this here, I mean, we all knew Tom. Sorry, yeah, but that? looking at this here, you know, we always knew Taka was a hell of a fly, high flyer, but look how good of a technician he is in this match. Oh, shit. <laughs> that was a bit, that was a bit, that bit snug. Yeah. Oh. Oh. And he's like, all right, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I, 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 I don't Cock think that, that, that Taka and Kenta have learned that to be a heel in Japan, you just got to curse at them in English. And that's and that's pretty much the yes. extent of, of of their healness, <laughs> except for Kenta, My you know, favorite. being a bastard in and New Japan now, which is great. Mm. If I ever My do go to personal Japan, favorite, if I ever do go to Japan, which is on my bucket list, uh, I hope to go to Montanuga's uh, Steakhouse. Uh, I think it was uh, that and um, Riviera. Mont- sorry, Montanaga. Yes, and and uh, and Ribera. and Ribera, uh, both recommended to me by uh, the ultraviolet icon John Zandig, who I hope is oh, doing well because uh, you know there was that uh, that dive that he took through the pickup truck with the barbed wire flames and uh, fluorescent light tubes. So I know that that unfortunately took him out. So I hope uh, John, if you're watching this, I hope you're feeling a lot better and uh, take care of yourself. You've done Jesus. enough for wrestling. <laughs> Jesus! Those of you who watch Botchamania, you know exactly what I'm saying there. Um, oh, yeah. And Taka's not happy because that guy tried to just break his ankle, ooh. and now Taka is going for it. Now he's going into business for himself. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Taka's the only cruiserweight who can get away with drop kicks. Oh, shit. No, he can't. Uh oh. Uh oh. Oh, no. Takata Hajime. <laughs> okay, Joey. <laughs> oh my God! Sorry, I had to at least once. Yeah. See, oh, my favorite, oh. my favorite of the Japanese cursing in American is Great Muda. If you ever want to know if a match is a false finish, wait till he hits the Shining Wizard. When he hits the Shining Wizard, if you hear the motherfucker, that means the guy's gonna kick out of it. That's how you do. It. There used to be a compilation on Facebook where he would do this and he'd get a motherfucker out or he'd just throw the kick and yell motherfucker. And it was mm-hmm. always the fall finish. It was never him winning. <laughs> so you knew if Muda was going to win the match or not. But if he yelled motherfucker when he threw the shining wizard and if they were going to kick out. Oh, here Ooh. we go. I love Muda. Ooh. But that was- Ooh, tricky. Sorry. Those little, little guillotine into a roll through into, into a Kimura Americana. Sorry. Mm, yeah, that's fine. But as I you're saying Muda. about Muda. No, I love Muda, but I thought that that, uh, when he came out for the New Japan Ring of Honor show at the Garden, and it was just him and Liger, and yeah. the fans got like what a minute of them. That was that was such a waste of time. I mean, it was it you was cool to, to have seen them both in the, in the same ring, but I would have milked it just to give the fans something to go home and be happy about. You have to understand the politics that were at play for Liger. Uh, for Muto to actually work that New Japan show. Really? Um, More yeah. Liger than well, Muto? Well, well, you no, I'm just saying in general, just to make that happen, because you have to understand Liger is, besides being the uh, head booker for the Cruiserweights, Muda has his own promotion now called Wrestle One that runs out of uh, Okinawa. Their mm-hmm. offices are Okinawa. They're trying to take over that side of the country. Oh, so Jesus Christ. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Taka has had enough right. of this. There you go, Taka. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm tired of this shit. I want to go back to fucking Ponce oh, and some pasta. Oh. oh, you son of a bitch. Oh, 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 oh Calf Crusher, are you oh, freaking kidding boy. me? You bastard. Oh, you boy. dirty, dirty man. Oh, yeah. oh, boy. oh, you mean, mean. Oh, no. Oh, ow. Come on, Taka. Choppy, choppy is PV. Yeah. <laughs> um, Freaking... Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you for bringing up the most. <laughs> I mean, uh, what's his worst, that or freaking what Jerry Lawler said freaking two weeks ago? <laughs> hey, I'm not the one that came up with that line. That was kind of tied themselves. I'm just quoting it. That was Mr. Yamaguchi san. Yes, I know. <laughs> I got to tell you right now, I, I, I see. I don't see nothing wrong with what Jerry said because I, I love ramen, I eat ramen. All the damn time. I think everyone that's on this right now has top ramen in their damn cabinet right now. Multiple boxes. I got San Giorgio James, spaghetti. Oh. oh, okay. There you go. That's your fault. Yeah. Hold on a budget. Yes. But um, I don't know. Lawler has said some of the most craziest shit over the years. And we he have a figure for her in a shoot wrestling match. Fantastic. Hey, that's Takovich Noku, baby. <laughs> It works, shoot. We got the figure four leg lock. I love him. I love him. I'll tell you, man, if Taka's winded, I can't tell. That dude's got stamina. Oh, yeah. Well, this is this is young Taka when he was first really breaking in, and he was looked to be the next big oh. junior heavyweight star. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, you fucking dick. Oh, um. <laughs> oh fuck, that's tight. Fucking a. <laughs> if Taka fucking gets out of that, he's gonna fuck you up for that one. Or at least give uh, you a couple of kicks. Here it comes. Here it comes. Oh boy. No, I get but, what you're saying uh, though about the politics I wanted to play. Yeah, because yeah, uh, yeah, that was crazy politics at play to get Muda to do something for New Japan again. Literally, I mean, just uh, how everything ended on the last contract and uh, the fact that he actually left New Japan to go to All Japan, which is like, as a top star, you really aren't supposed to do that. I mean, if you're a foreigner, you can get away. If you're a gaijin, you can get away with it. But, um, you know, as far as being like a professional wrestler... um. Yeah, look, look, you know, look at how much look at how much shit yeah. Shibata got for for going to New for all, going to All Japan for what two three years? How much shit yeah. did he get? Yeah, no, I, I mean, remember reading. Well, no, he didn't. Shibata didn't go to All Japan. Shibata went to Noah. Noah, but still, he look how much shit he got for going to Noah for three years. Yeah, look what happened to Jun Kayashi's career. Yeah, oh, no, not Jun Kayashi. Kendo Kashin. When Kendo Kashin, because. What everybody forgets is it was Muda, Kojima, and Kendo Kashin all left at the same time. And this is when Kendo Kashin got that name for him because he won a shoot fight against one of the Gracies. Oh, no. We have a chicken wing. Oh, I learned this from Bobby learned- Backlund. Bobby! <laughs> there you go. I the duck walk is Mr. alive. You're damn right. The gym in a box is selling like crazy, like hotcakes over there in Japan. Have I ever showed you that video of the gym in a box that Bob Backlund sells? Oof. No. Ooh, that's a big fucking... Yeah. So, 
Bob Backlund loves Johnny Rods because Johnny Rods is one of the few guys who could actually go with Mr. Backlund as far as in a shoot. Like mm. they would just start shooting in the ring, like working with each other, and they'd start shooting around in matches. Like on WWE, there is WWF TV matches where you can oh. see Johnny and Bob Backlund shoot. Ah, and Taka tried his damnedest. <laughs> but yeah, Ishiwa, Ishiwaka got that one. But um, that was a good one. So that was a really Bob good. Bob Backlund came to the school and he decided because he had for oh, years carried around this thing. Hey, <laughs> I knew you were waiting for this. <laughs> look his at hairline that. looks terrible. That hairline looks awful. In. What happened to his. <laughs> wait, did we just learn a fact about the hotness? Yes, we did. Oh, look at the gladiator. Mike, and there's Mike Gladiator. No, but but here's no, no, my I question. Think I think that's oh yeah, that's not that's not that's not. Uh, yeah, I was about hotness. to say. Yeah, I was about to say. No, we find out hotness had hair plugs, or somehow figured out oh, a way we're to good, fight MMA. So, that, no, that don't 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 tell me freaking Santa, about Santa Claus, okay? Listen to me. If he was able to fight with a fucking toupee, I'm calling him tomorrow, and I'm finding out who his guy is. You'll be seeing me <laughs> next week. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Well, I don't know what you guys are talking about. In quarantine, I was just able to get on the right diet, and now I got my hair back. It's great. Yeah, okay, yeah. you're gonna be like that, like that, that COVID nineteen freaking rap star, the the televangelist. You know, he you know, you know you, he's eighty years old. He doesn't have silver hair because he quote unquote looks in the mirror and prays to God for dark hair. <laughs> Is it me, or did I actually see gig marks on uh, Mike Austin's head? <laughs> yeah, because remember, well, Mike Austin was working for FMW back then and stuff, right? But yeah. to point out, yeah. with Topka Michinoku back then. Taka was um, great Sasuke's number one student. And mm. Sasuke, he took the name Taka Michinoku as tribute to Sasuke's promotion. And who do we have in this one, James? <laughs> <laughs> we have Daisuke Akita and Mark Ashford Smith versus Oya and the Gladiator. Squash. That's just a <laughs> fucked up match. What is this shit? <laughs> Who's this booking this called, shit? <laughs> this is called Fujiwara. Definitely drank too much at the bar, and he just wanted to put a bunch of guys together. Oh. And it's going to be joyful to see. <laughs> but yeah. Um, enough of this shit already. He's yeah, that's exactly. Fuck you up before we let that big motherfucker in here. I'm not dealing with that Hogan nephew at all. Okay. <laughs> on his mother's side, looking. I think. Yeah. No, yeah. we're not. We're not. We're not going to. He's not going to get in here. I'm not letting him in here. He's not going to fuck me up. Yes, because Mike. Everybody forgets Mike Awesome was a legit tough guy. That's why they brought him in to uh, ECW because it, since the beginning of when Paul was booking, he kept trying to get Mike Awesome over and bring him in and. The problem was Mike was just making such good money in Japan wrestling for the deathmatch companies that Paul couldn't match it. Mm-hmm. And um, but yeah, he for years tried to get Mike Awesome over, and then Mike Awesome blew out both his damn knees, and so he had to wait for Mike Awesome to heal up. And Maybe I mean, there was James. no, we'll be fine. He'll be back. Okay, he's just getting yelled at and spanked by his wife. It's okay. Ah, okay. It's it's time for his nightly spanking. That's all. But. <laughs> You know, like I was saying, Mike Awesome had this awesome, you know, no pun intended, Japanese career. He was making great money. And oh, yeah. he just, you know, he needed, you know, he didn't need, he didn't need the United States. And uh, 
you know, because if you look at it, you've never seen a match of Mike Awesome where, you know, he's been like, oh, that hurts or, oh, you know, for Mike Awesome not to do shit, it took a lot. I mean, he wrestled for two years with no meniscus in both his knees. That's insane. I mean, you know, he was yeah. he was a tough guy and he was a funny guy. Oh, so funny. Mike Awesome. He was uh, he was the funniest big guy I ever saw in my life. He would just he would talk to anybody. He would joke with everybody. He was a really, really sweet guy who, I don't know, I feel like it was a missed opportunity, especially with what Mike Awesome could do and how big he was in that early, two, you know, that late 90s, early 2000s, after that ECW run. I feel like he could have brought a different look to WCW than anyone else on that roster. And you know, get, but they, and they got Rusev. They they put him in the wrong gimmick. That seventies guy gimmick was horrible. I the mean, picture, picture Mike Awesome with Booker T, Mike Awesome and Perry Saturn, Mike Awesome and you know uh, Benoit at that time, Mike Awesome and a lot of these guys. You know, they would have been some really great matches to see. I mean, you could have done a Booker T Mike Awesome feud, and I feel like that would have drawn some great money. Mike Awesome versus Canyon. Yeah, uh, Mike Awesome. Well, they, and they, they, they did do they did do Canyon afterwards, but that was freaking. Remember that? Remember that that freaking bump Canyon took when he took the awesome bomb off the freaking uh, over the ring out into the floor. Oh yeah, or that was, it was that was off the cage onto the floor or something freaking just stupid. Yeah, they did. Like, yeah. yeah, they did. They did yeah. do that. I I have to admit that because of uh, Russo's uh, constant. Uh, horrible writing and booking um my love for wcw had it it had died by that point and i was straight um ecw wwe indies japan um russo just ruined it for me and by the way not to get off subject of what's going on right now because i don't want to insult the talent that we're seeing in front of us right now but did anybody see that dark side of the ring about the brawl for all russo just looks like such an idiot he looks no, like he such a piece of shit. Like complete no, he lack of self-awareness. Of course. He's always had that lack of self-awareness, and that's why he gets heat with everybody. Russo, he, Russo's one of those guys who, in his mind, he's still the 22-year-old kid. And so he has no understanding. You know, and when we're, we're guys, when we're 22, we're really just fucking 16, just allowed to drink and fucking sling dick. But other than that, you know, you know, so... He just never got it. He never understood. Russo's always got heat. And Uh-oh. here comes Mike Awesome. Did you see how quick Katsuke ran? He's like, nope. Nice <laughs> your turn. Uh, you <laughs> take your... this, American. It's your turn, American. <laughs> you go in there. Right, we'll brother, that other big Calm we down, got... big brother. I got a mullet just like you, brother. Hold Calm on, down, brother. Hold on. That's too much, brother. Shit. Hey, ref. What the fuck, brother? Here, oh. DQ me. Shit. Oh, Tiger King's getting mad. <laughs> Surprise, motherfucker. Oh, there's the ref. There's a new ref. There's a new <laughs> ref in town. All right, brother. Hold on. Let's just work this. Okay, there. You see, I'm working the leg, brother. I'm not trying to hurt you. Shit, brother. Keep stealing sailing. Fuck. <laughs> Stay the Dundee's going to kick you out of the territory if you don't sell it. If you don't sell this shit, Dundee's going to kick you out of the territory, brother. I'm trying to get you in. Randy Hales just bought the company, brother, and he's talking about giving us contracts. We're talking $35,000 a year guarantee, brother. We're getting out of the Waffle House and we're going to Ruby Tuesdays, okay? So can we just cut the shit for about five seconds? 
I mean, shit, brother. Corey Macklin works for the newspaper, brother. We'll be okay. We'll be okay. We'll get away with whatever the fuck we want. But you got to calm the fuck down, brother. I can't help you if you do this. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, brother. Fuck. God damn. I was going to get you in with the Chattanooga Times Free Press. God damn it. Oh, you son of a bitch. Oh, shit, brother. Come on, brother. It's Memphis. Great barbecue. Good food. Have you ever had sex with a beautiful black woman? It's amazing. Oh, my God. Come on, brother. Just calm down. Speaking of that, speak of that. Rest in peace, uh, Scott Bowdrin from uh, today, from uh, what I saw in the mothership and everything. Yeah, hold on. Yeah. We got to get that in. Uh, yeah, I'm breaking it out. Yeah, got to break it out. Salute. Thank you for your time in the business. Thank you for all your hard work. You got heat like a son of a bitch when they needed it. This motherfucker literally just cut a promo in a work shoot match. James, <laughs> I need you to rewind that. Holy shit. <laughs> Oh, Nastrovia. Plancha. Yeah. I need to hear what he says on the microphone. Oh, come on, brother. Okay. No, that's too far back. Hold on. You know, I don't know how to do the gimmick. There's a 15 second button. Where is the 15 second button? You put it on the screen and you just tap on the left hand side twice and it goes back 15 seconds and if you do it on the right it goes See, forward no, 15 seconds it don't do that oh that's your I fault i did only worked on the phone eric oh. yeah oh well fuck me keep yeah. going forward I want to see this shit oh I'm I was seeing... really enjoying the Tommy Rich impersonation oh, there it is. There it is. Yeah. oh no we'll get back to that but first here we go yeah no no forward 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 yeah right there that's enough right there Let's go ahead and turn that. Oh, no, you see, you just passed it again. I see it. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, it's kick-ass time, brother. We're going to go ahead and we're going to do this for real. Yeah, get the hell off the apron, brother. Here, I'm going to get my heat back one way or another, you son of a bitch. Come on, you big son of a bitch. Giant you know the funny thing is? You yeah. guys are giving him a Tommy Rich accent. The dude's from the UK. <laughs> Regardless, I don't care. He looks like a good brother with that bullet and all that. Oh, Jesus Christ. Am I going? Oh, fuck it, hey. Hey, <laughs> You gotta understand, he might be from the Englands, but you know what? He he was definitely good brother in it in Memphis. Okay, so we're gonna be telling it how it is, brother. Yes, he might have done Did a little you know spot for Listen, they messed it up. I told him I was from Birmingham, Alabama. They put I was from Birmingham, Birmingham, Alabama. England. <laughs> you know that's their mistake. Oh, he freaking legit him in the nuts there. Fucking called him out. Man, that was the I, second one. <laughs> oh, uh, payback. There's your receipt. Mark Asher Smith of Oh, no, that was the receipt. That was this is, this is absolutely the only time these guys wrestled for this company. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> and, <apparently they're... laughs> and they what both the wrestled fuck? for FNW. Yes. Oh, this is FNW. This is an FNW referee. And they're still doing this shit. Oh. They just did it. They just did seven different ball shots to each other. <laughs> uh, we're we're, we're going we're gonna to kill this town here, brother. This Come on, brother. Gonna... We're 
we're gonna get our heat back. I gotta work. I gotta work. Doug Gilbert next week, so we gotta get this shit right. Come on. I'm working Doug Gilbert. He's gonna be doing the Michael Myers gimmick. Oh, uh, excuse God. me. And, uh, and, oh, and Eddie, no, no, no. He was doing Freddy Krueger. My bad. He was doing Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Eddie with Michael Myers. Yeah. Yeah, I won't have Come to go on, back Doug, and there. fight that Kiss soldier over there anymore. Okay. The Poor kisser. Doug never reached uh, the heights of Eddie. It's such a great heel, though. All right, brother. Yeah. You see, you ain't got Horace Hogan here to help you, brother. So I'm gonna go ahead and get the right here. <laughs> that was the team. <laughs> Where the other the team? It was, was the other two team. guys go. Uh, Who fucking uh, knows? They yeah. probably realized Fujiwara is gonna kick both their asses, so they just left. <laughs> they just said, like, "Fuck this." But the guy did set sort the shit out. They know Carl Gotch and Fujiwara are back, are both back. Oh, they're back. <laughs> they're like, ah, oh, fuck. Fujiwara is going to, and Gotch are going to beat both their asses as soon as they get to the back for this bullshit. So bad. They're going to stretch the ever-loving <laughs> shit out of them. And they, they might let, and they, they also might just let that young kid, that, that Suzuki kid, come in there and have some fun, too. Oh, yeah. His, <laughs> his career did not make it past this. He wanted kick-ass time, and he's about to learn what it is. <laughs> oh, boy. He's about to They're get blitzkrieged. Oh, yeah. Oh, here we go. Oh, we got to drop down, hip toss, lariato. Here now we go. Now he needs a big I learned that from, my uncle, from my uncle Hogan right there. He called it the Axe Bomber. <laughs> oh. Action Boomba. You know, it's funny, like somebody argued with me recently about uh, Hulk Hogan, he can't wrestle. I'm like, did you see him work in Japan? Like no, he actually showed he could wrestle there because, you know, it, it, it's like, it's like, it's like being a musician. You have to play to the audience you're in front of, you know, the American fans want to see Hulkamania, Japanese fans, they want to see Fururesu Hulk Hogan. So yes. You know, have you, did you not? Did you ever see him wrestle Muda the freaking in Japan? It's amazing. No, the I, better one is him. And I Stan saw him in Abdullah. You got to see him and Stan Hansen. That's oh really my good. god, that's yeah. one of my favorite technical brawls I ever saw in my life. I love Stan I, Hansen's promos in WCW in the early nineties. They were great. <laughs> my wife is. I got fourteen kids. <laughs> I'm not gonna shake your hand. Oh. Nice oh. is like fuck. I didn't do nothing. Stop fucking around here. We're we're dead men when we get back. Do you not understand? We're gonna get slapped in the face eighteen times because you idiots are doing this stupid American style. Here, okay. Look, look, I'm trying to young boy it. I'm trying to bring it back to what it was. Don't beat me up, Carl. Don't beat me up, please. No Fujiwara, no headbutts. Look, look, look. I just got it back into wrestling. Take care of me. <clears throat> so my first exposure to Mike Awesome was um, the match. It was an uh, FMW. It was him, uh, Foley, and uh, Terry Funk. Oh, God. Against uh, Onita. And um, Eric, who were the other two guys? Do you remember that one? That was probably Masato Tanaka and yes. um, Hayabusa. Yes, I think you're right. 
And yeah. uh, that was my first exposure to Mike Awesome. And, and then next time I saw him after that was Heat Wave 98. Mm-hmm. It was uh, him and Masato Tanaka. Yeah, and I actually saw just... that match live at the uh, at the Elks Lodge. Uh, that the, was one the, of the best the feuds I've ever freaking seen. Steel chair fight when they when they had <laughs> that to throw at each other through tables. That was the infamous one where Tanaka gets power bobbed out the ring, and he just misses the guardrail with his head, and his head slides under the guardrail. That's mm-hmm. the one. Reckless abandon. We were at that one. I remember that. Dude, those Mike Awesome Masato Tanaka matches, what everybody forgets is they just worked each other for six months in ECW doing that crazy shit every night. How is Masato Tanaka still able to wrestle? He's in the best shape I've ever seen him. Oh my god, he's in the best shape of his life. I know, I know he is, but I'm just saying, like, how is his body not like how does how did his body just not say fuck you? Because he probably stopped working that way. Because he spent his young boy life doing super stupid death matches and wrestling Masato Tanaka, you build up a tolerancy. Oh my God, was that <laughs> was that like was that like a half Doomsday Device, half freaking Bulldog from the? Yes. Oh. And, he's still- <laughs> and the heels interfere. <laughs> and also, it's like you ain't this fucking getting my shit in. This is so fucking. <laughs> <laughs> he's like. Stay down, mother. Uh, <laughs> you ain't getting oh, over you, son bitch. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> I'm the only one who's gonna get over in this in this bitch. Fuck all y'all. Fuck it. I'm gonna we're gonna fucking end this shit right now. Oh god, here we go. Go over, you bastard. Oh boy, here we go. Oh boy. Oh no. Oh, oh no. Boy. Oh boy. <laughs> God. <laughs> the most terrifying sight in the world a fucking 285 pound guy springboarding and fucking coming at you. Can you imagine? You actually had to pay good money to get those seats, and you've got a freaking almost 300 pound gadget coming at you. I what are you that with a the, Super the Japanese Bowl. fans were so smart to just know when to get out of the way. Almost. That's because they were terrified for their fucking lives. Yeah, uh, they... Mike Awesome just blew me out. Yep. yep. Ooh, I think this is my blues. You know what? What's the year on this card? 95. Yeah, this is when Mike Awesome blew his first meniscus out, and then he worked for two years. He worked for a year with one blown meniscus, and then he blew out his other meniscus, and then he literally, for that next year, just worked for two years with just no meniscuses in his knee. That's exactly mm. the time frame of this shit right here. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. You're on your own here, brother. Finish this shit off. <laughs> We're yeah. tired of Mark Ashford Smith. From Birmingham, Alabama. That's yeah. right. From Birmingham, Yorkshire, Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> North He's Birmingham. From the Shire of Alabama. That's right. I'm a big fan of Manchester United. What Alabama. do you know about that? To hell with totem. I want to go. You ever had toast with beans on it? It's an amazing experience, brother. I don't know why Alabama man just came into my head. Alabama man. I, I don't know how the hell you're going to get away with that. Everyone, every, right. all five people yeah, in Birmingham are watching this show and are pissed off that you just said, hell yeah, I'm a Manchester United fan. And that's freaking from Birmingham. Birmingham would rather fuck. 
would rather eat their own shit than be a United fan. I know. That's right, brother. Here, listen to this. I can sing all the soccer songs. <laughs> Dixieland in the mountain. I wanna be with you by the sea. That's an Australian. Never walk alone. Today was gonna be the day that they were gonna throw it back. Fuck Man City. Fuck Man City. I will say that right now. We will be by Fuck Man City. Fuck those those tossers. Okay. Oh, the UK just shut off. No. Oh no no no. I'm a United fan. He knows this. Okay. <laughs> he knew he knew he'd play Oasis. He'd piss me off. <laughs> Oya Oya really needs to just go ahead and shave his head here. That was yeah. fucking terrible. Yeah, oh. he 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 gave up. <laughs> okay, yeah. Mike Awesome's done. He's just fuck he's like, my knee's done, fuck this. You guys figure it out. But that <laughs> fucking hairline, that fucking hairline tapped out about a good five years ago. But he's yeah. holding on your life to it. To Awesome's money. credit though, he was in the majority of the match. He really was, and he, he was he was there when it went off the rails too, <laughs> and over the rails. And Come over on, rails. brothers, we got to finish this match. I'm gonna give you guys a delightful treat from my hometown. We're gonna eat a can of spotted dick. <laughs> you don't know what it's like to drink real beer. It's nice and warm. You don't have to have that cold shit. You got to have it the right way. We're gonna go have ourselves a pint over at the pub. My favorite ones: the fox, the toad, and the cricket. <laughs> my fa- my favorite freaking beer is we we name our beers after cars. So I got me in some old speckled hand. That's right. That's the way it's supposed to be. Yo, <laughs> you don't understand. You're just letting this go. You've lost the plot. You've lost the plot, man. <laughs> it's supposed to be telling stories, man. And you guys are out here trying to beat the shit out of one another. What the hell? You guys this ain't don't no shoot. Understand. We got to hurry back because I got to watch the newest episode of Doctor Who. My wife made blood pudding. <laughs> we got. I got. I got. My wife been making some bangers and mash over at home, and man, I, I, I'm gonna be real sore if I can't get some of that fresh and hot. Exactly. That's the way it's supposed to be. You guys are just taking too much time. You ever tried that Iron Brew soda from Scotland? It's not that bad, you know. We can it's not bad. I mean, you know, they eat some weird stuff. I mean, have you had haggis before? I mean, you know, it's not know. the most appealing thing, but gosh bless it, is it good? Have you had shepherd's pie? It's wonderful. I wanted to wear my Union Jack today, but they wouldn't let me because they said it wasn't no good. They said that it represents something from back in the day that's no good. And I think, you know, I, I, I'm a proud Birmingham man. I should be allowed to wear, if I want to carry around a Union Jack, then by God, I should have my Union Jack to carry around. I mean, I mean, why can't I be wearing my, my, my proper, my proper kit there? You know, my, my Lancaster shirt, you know, why can't I be doing that? So one night we were over at the bar and all of a sudden here came the Bobbies and the Bobbies (laughs) started coming for us like there was no tomorrow. So we escaped through the underground. You know, uh, someone said that they were wanting to touch my my watch. My thoughts just said, "Fuck this! I'm done with this shit," and just threw a fucking table. I am the table. Those tables. And another time, fuck both of you! Oh Jesus Christ! It was right off the back of his old partner's neck, and he throws it over. He's like, "Fuck all of you!" 
My fucking knee hurts. I'm tired of this shit. I'm going to fucking throw one of you through this shit, and we're calling it over. Oh, no, this is a 95 Japanese table. This may not end well. Uh, nope. <laughs> oh, cue, is... cue the evil laughter. It is happening. Oh, boy. Oh, yes, oh, it is. Boy. Oh, yes, oh, it is. God. You see that evil. bracket? Those metal brackets? <laughs> the Japanese table those is alive. Those fucking tables are proficient. You cannot I... break a Japanese table. <laughs> no, you I cannot. am. I oh, am the boy. table. <laughs> oh, hell no, bro. <laughs> Hell no, bro. I learned that, that, that head scissor thing from Rey Mysterio. <laughs> he came out here to Leeds, and I te- he taught me that damn thing. You know what? I said, hell no, brother. I ain't going to go through that shit. What you know gonna- about Wiggins? <laughs> I'm going to show that Wiggins you called, you called me a pepper, oh. and I, you know, I didn't like that, you know? You know, we I'll, I'll go outside and smoke a fag with you, but, you know, I ain't going to freaking be a pepper to you. That's we got a crimson mask on Mark Ashford Smith right now. <laughs> yes, hey, brother. Red equals green, brother. Red equals green. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, brother. We're, we'll, we'll get them to bring it back. We could do a Tupelo concession stand brawl, brother. That's what we're setting up here. <laughs> oh, and Mike Austin just gigged. <laughs> we might as well be there. I mean, we're already in the day of empty arena matches. Oh, oh boy. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Man, you know, I, you know I, I wanted him to come in with Nick Goulas, but man, it just wasn't going to happen. Oh, boy, here we go. What's Mike Awesome doing now? He's blew his knee out. It's I think he just... And he, think and he he's just... still going up the top rope. And he, <laughs> uh, what the I hell, learned brother? that sidekick from Tracy Smothers, greatest judo <laughs> fighter in all of the South. From Carson Newman College, okay? That's right. I learned all this in New South Wales, brother. By the way, get well soon, Tracy Smothers. I heard that he's uh, got cancer. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Cancer's yeah. ass. He's a bad mother. He's gonna beat him. He's gonna beat it again, and he'll he'll be he'll be in the Austin East oh. High School stands here shortly. Oh Ooh. yeah. Ooh. Ashford oh. Smith just landed on the knees. Ooh. Oh. 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 oh come on! Nice catch. <laughs> what a oh. fucking. Oh, oh. <laughs> he's gonna wear the Fujiwara. You're gonna do a Fujiwara armbar, you fucking animal. You just don't do that. You don't take the main move of the guy who's the boss. Oh, Uh-oh. oh, it's just a shot. I don't know what you're talking about, man. You know, this this isn't. This, I didn't. I don't see no Jerry King Lawler here. Awesome, mom. <laughs> Bank. <laughs> oh God. Let it end. This hasn't ended yet. No, I thought this thing went off the rails. It was over. No, we were nowhere near off the rails. Now we're fucking off the rails. What the hell is I this schmoz going oh, on? Oh shit, brother! I'm sorry. I just had to kick out of your finish because brother hit you from behind. Oh god, he just blew his meniscus out, and he's about to do a splash off the top. Oh, what a he fucking animal! Up there like oh! animal. Fuck it, hey. <laughs> He's like, fuck you, stay the fuck down. There we go. 23 minutes, 28 seconds. Jesus Christmas. <laughs> oh. The biggest gig mark ever. Holy shit. Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Hey. Oh, hey, Japanese Johnny Rods. <laughs> oh, my God. Mira, mira, come here, papi. Oh, no, no, we're going to go in there and 
I'm gonna beat that fucking gaijin's ass. And then when I'm done, I'm gonna drink a beer. I'm gonna eat a sandwich. Wide bench press, pa. Wide bench press. That's how you get big, papi. That's how you do it. You see, you see, he takes he knows. But I'm a shooter. When I shoot. Oh boy. Oh, oh no. Oh no. You hear that? Even Louis' daughter knows the. Yeah. Oh my god. Death is coming. Anna does not want to go to bed. <laughs> hey, I don't blame her. Oh boy. I don't blame her either. Oh no. She's got school tomorrow. She's 21 months old. What school? <laughs> hey, I was stuck in There's some There's preschool. There's Dora the Explorer. There's Nick Jr. Academy. Yeah, there it's you go. all it's it's straight Sesame Street and um Mickey Mouse Clubhouse in the house. I don't That's get to watch what Mickey I want until after everybody goes to bed. Is, is an awesome show. I'm really know. surprised grandma just hasn't moved in yet, Louie. My mother? Really, oh no. Yeah. She don't like Long Island. She's like, no, no I, I, I have to, I can't walk anywhere. I'm like, mom, yeah. you don't walk now. <laughs> Too many oh, Turkish no. here. <laughs> she needs more. She needs more Greeks. She needs all the Greeks in her life. That's why she's still in Astoria. Exactly. <laughs> of course, my, my mom, God bless her, is going to be 81 this May. So very fortunate to still have her. Absolutely. I want to know right now, did she try to negotiate when this lockdown happened of Louie, you should just let the baby stay with me so you and your wife can be okay. How'd you know? Because <laughs> I know I know her. Your mom is the sweetest woman in the history of mankind. She and did. She, she, said, bring, she said, leave the baby here. I'm like, no. <laughs> that You leave that baby there and that thing's in the, that poor baby's going to be eating nothing but like what? Freaking baklava and <laughs> spanakopita all day that long. Baby, that By the baby. time the by the time the quarantine's over, if I were to pick her up from my mother, she'd be Mike Awesome. Yes. <laughs> that baby will have done nothing but eaten the best food ever. Yes. Over and over again. Took it oh, over Louis' old bedroom. Is your old bedroom now like Anna's bedroom now for whenever she comes over? Uh, No. Uh, my old bedroom is my mom's bedroom. <laughs> oh, okay. Don't you remember the time I got kicked out of my own room and got moved into the corner of the dining room? Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, that. that's why I moved out. <laughs> you can have the tiny room. That's it. You can have tiny room. Tiny room. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Work, working nights, trying to sleep uh, until like ten o'clock in the morning. I got you know the the Greek channel to the left of me, Greeks to the right of me, yelling at each other, saying we're just talking. <laughs> I didn't need how that. many how many how many of them were, were named Nick. I don't have any Nicks in my family, to be no, honest. No, he doesn't. He has Luke. Whoa. He has and Tonys. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Sorry. A lot of Tonys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, it's and, not uh, actually... You see, that's the thing with Lou here. Lou's name is not actually Lou. Oh, great. Now you're exposing me. I love this. <laughs> no. no, because it's the no, greatest no, name he will ever. Not, he will not doss you like he did Wayne. Oh, I will absolutely dox him because I really feel like it should be his real name, which is Lazarus. Okay, that I is really my, my baptized name. Yes, exactly. And he celebrates his fucking Greek name day. So don't fucking let him fuck with you here. Like, oh no, I don't do that. He fucking oh, my, my goes family gives me money. I'm not going to say no. Exactly. <laughs> See, that's, the one thing, that's the one thing I haven't done in Knoxville yet is go to the Greek Orthodox Church during Greek Greek day, uh, week. Greek oh, fest. dude, you get, you got to go to a Greek fest. You you'll get eat some great food. You'll yes. find some. Oh no, no, cool no, no, we have we have a, we have the great we have a great Italian restaurant that's all run by Greeks. So they have a zorba combo there, so I can yes. eat all the Greek food I humanly want. Nice. 
different. What you got to do is you go to go to the St. Irene's uh, Greek Festival that happens every year on Dipmars. That that used to be the fun spot. Oh, dude, just, there's a lot that happen out here though. They're great. If you ever if you ever uh, find your way, uh, you know, working one of the indies around here, uh, you come over. Like you know, we'll we'll go. You know, I'll oh, let yeah. you know when they are. Absolutely, <laughs> James, you're welcome too. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> you see, the main thing is, I just want to go get a good fucking grilled octopus with that lemon seasoning salt on it. So, zest on oh. it. I missed that. I still do the lemon and uh, parsley on fries. And whenever that's, that's I can find, tzatziki, and I whenever I can find some tzatziki, always. Mm. Yeah, I cook with a lot of lemon. Uh, like of uh, you do. you're fucking Greek. What do you expect? <laughs> yes. Like I do, I uh, do uh, uh, steamed broccoli and uh, steamed spinach with lemon. Gives it a really nice kick. No, it absolutely does. It does. I found so I finally found a spicy food you Greeks would like down here. Lemon pepper about- wet wings. Lemon <laughs> pepper wet what? Lemon pepper wet wings. Oh God, <laughs> the fight's already over. Did you notice that? No, 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 round. No, no, that was just round one. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> So it's the lemon pepper dry rub, and then they put the hot sauce on top of it, and then they put mm. another squeeze of lemon over it. It's it's an Atlanta, it's an Atlanta original, and I was uh, yeah, it's give tremendous. Me, give me crickets. Jr. Crickets. Jr. Crickets. Sorry, I call yeah, it Jr. Crickets. It's it's tremendous. I don't know if we have this in the Stradivarius thing happens, we might have to fly Louis down to Atlanta for uh, <laughs> an hour or two. Just well, so I mean, Louis get... the voice of reason, because Wayne's just going to be agitated the whole time having to do this interview. Oh, yes, he um, would. Me, so, me Timo, well, and Timo are just going to be hammered partying. And, and so and, Louis and, is going to be the one asking the questions. Yeah, because Wayne's going to try to ask questions, and he's going to get flustered after, like, the first two. Do you think Wayne's going to go like Chris Farley did to uh, Paul McCartney? Remember when you wrote, the love you take is equal to the love you make? Did you really that, mean that? That's awesome. <laughs> Wade is going to be off camera talking to the uh, Atlanta Police Department saying, everything's fine. They're just having a conversation. No, fuck you, man. No, fuck you, bro. Fuck you, man. The whole time. I you love Wayne. He, he gives us the platform. Yes. Everybody. <laughs> You're just going to hear a bunch of freaking Finnish curse words going. <laughs> Absolutely. The whole time. Meanwhile, I'm like, guys, guys, let's just have another shot. Now, what were you saying about his sister? <laughs> That's the end of round two with the whole fucking locker room clear. Oh shit! Oh yeah, oh. we got a Tilly, folks. We got a rumpus. <laughs> We've got a full-on Donnie Brook going on. Now they're yes. finally they're trying to do a pull apart right now. <laughs> no, they're going for a quick powder. Yes. The answer is yes. The answer <laughs> is yes. Got it. Hey, is he wearing a Castle Heights hoodie? What was that? That's what I was just saying. That looks like the old Castle Heights look. <laughs> Shout out to Kevin Castle. Yeah, Kevin and John. Now, uh, uh, Doorman, yes. <clears throat> yeah, they still work together and they still do good stuff. I'm waiting for this shit to open back up because I got a. Oh, shit, it's over. Yeah. Yeah, I guess the guy won the second round, two minutes, 50 seconds. Sure. We'll go with that. Yeah, well, that's what it said in the hieroglyphic. <laughs> and they're not happy about it. Where's that angry young man I want to see? Where is that? Ang- oh, 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 hold on. <laughs> I 
<laughs> That's why this is there called you, you Are Incident. <laughs> Can you provide a little insight on that? Um, the storyline they pulled in it was they were working, they were working, and then supposedly this guy uh, shot on Fujiwara. Mm. And uh, he flipped a shoot on Fujiwara, so Fujiwara had no choice. Like, it was supposed to be an agreed-upon fight, and yeah. But they were also saying that it was a crooked ref. They did a bunch of stuff. And he's telling everybody, get out of the ring. He's like, everybody get out. We're starting this shit over. <laughs> hey, here we go. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, 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 he's trying to be the baby. <laughs> he's trying. Mm-hmm. There was an attempt. Oh, there was an attempt. Every young boy's getting their ass beat tonight. <laughs> uh, no. Hear the, hearing the term young boy just it irks me, but I get what the context is about. I know, I get it. Fujiwara's trying his damnness, and he's just trying to kill that fucking ref. I think the idea was that the ref thought he saw a tap when it wasn't a tap. Oh. They, they, do, they do little gimmicks like that in Japan always. Oh, a man, look at that finish. Guy. Look at that fucking trench coat. Oh, look at that drip. That that man absolutely is a big fan of vending machines, and I'll just leave it at that. I won't say. Oh God, I remember, I remember hearing this one uh, this one uh, woman I was in in the Air Force with. She was stationed in Japan. She said, "I had a really good deal on an apartment. I only had ten pieces of underwear at one time. Only ten. I'd buy more and magically turn into ten. <laughs> and I was like, uh huh, uh-huh. I wonder what happened to those things. She goes, Yeah, you know what happened, you piece of shit. <laughs> oh boy. Now, if I might ask, uh, back in the day in Japan, did they do the same thing as what uh, WWE and uh, NWA would do, where it was uh, faces in one locker room, heels in the other? They keep them separate to uh, keep yeah, up KFAB? Yeah, they would they would do separate locker rooms. They still in Japan. You got to remember, you're you're wrestling in way bigger buildings, mm-hmm. so you have like a bunch of different locker rooms, and everybody just kind of takes their own. Because um, they're wrestling in the same size buildings as like WWE does. So in WWE, <clears throat> um, okay, the best way to explain it is you have the TV locker room, you have the talent locker room, you have the women's locker room, then you have the extras locker room, then you have um. You have what's called, um, oh, geez, I'm trying to think of the name for it. Um, the uh, developmental locker room. You have all these different locker rooms set up. Mm-hmm. And uh, but back then it Funaki. was. You know, yeah. Show <laughs> Funaki, baby. Number one, show it off. Announcer. Exactly. Show it the, off that British Commonwealth Junior Heavyweight title. Everybody forgets how good Funaki actually was because he was such a great character wrestler. <laughs> and there he is, the only man in a Japanese diet that still wears a mask. You ready for the greatest ECW story never told? So, sure. Chris Candido, is, uh, he, he has his arm in a sling, and there used to be a nightclub right next to the ECW arena. Mm-hmm. And something happened with Tammy and, and Chris is getting jumped by like three or four guys. 
You see the locker room empty. The first two out, of course, are Tracy Smothers and two Cold Scorpio. <laughs> and and everybody's fighting. Everybody's going at it. Sasuke was in the building. Scorpio was visiting. This is when he was Flash Funk, and they brought him in. It was uh, the, the, the arena show where they're using the commercial uh, Something Like a Phenomena by LL Cool J. What was that called? Just another night, as good as it gets. It was either as good as it gets or just another night. That commercial. That was the the main event of that was uh, Dreamer and Beulah versus RVD and Fonzie, where Fonzie did this huge blade job and uh, yeah. almost yeah, died that, that night, night, from what I heard. Yeah, it was that night. So they're all out there and they're all going at it. They're literally Atlas Security is holding back Big Dick Dudley because, for those of you who don't know, Big Dick Dudley was a legitimate murderer. He was a legitimate killer. That's what he did before he wrestled. He was a fucking bondsman who had legitimately six justifiable homicides. He was a fucking madman. And I love Big Dick Dudley for that. Because I'll tell you. Yeah, I'll tell you guys. Well, he's from my school, too. I'll tell you a really funny story involving him. The the last ever ECW Staten Island show. I was at that. And it was wonderful to watch what he did to a fan who decided to throw ice at him. But uh, (laughs) was this the night of the riot? Yes, I was there. Oh shit! Okay, no I was there. Oh yeah, I was there. Sam went with. Uh, so Thiddy went with me to that one. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is a really Greek fucking episode. I should. We really should have just named this episode. It's all Greek to me. <laughs> but, uh, my, my but getting back Greek to episode. it. Yeah, back to Sasuke. <laughs> so then they tell Sasuke. Sasuke, oh, where everybody go? And they're like, oh, it's a fight. It's a fight. Sasuke puts on his mask to go out to start fighting guys. And how Scorpio and Tracy Smothers and everybody relived it to tell me, Sasuke came out with the mask and went, oh, here we go. And he started throwing karate kicks and karate chops and just started fucking me like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so after that, Sasuke became loved and revered by the boys. Sasuke did the uh, one of the last big King of Trios tournaments in um, – the ECW Chicago. arena for Chikara. afterwards they were all talking and I think X-Pac was on it too and everything and they all are going to the bar afterwards mm-hmm. Sasuke gets to the bar and he's got nightclub Sasuke mask on his uh, they, that's what I called it the nightclub Sasuke mask but it's like the mask he wears in parliament because he's actually a member of the diet right and uh so he shows up at the door. The doorman's like, oh, let me see your ID. He's like, oh, okay. He hands him the Japanese ID. Uh, driver's license like, I can't take this. Do you have your passport? He's like, oh, yeah. He pulls out the passport. Sasuke's Japanese passport is him in a mask. <laughs> so this guy thinks he's getting fucked with. And so then X-Pac comes out and goes, no, brother, no. He really is him. It's okay. It's okay. Let him in. That's a very good Xbox impersonation. Yeah. There's uh there's video online on uh Obarion, Chris Estrada is his real name, Obarion, uh on his from the Batari on his Facebook page of Sasuke singing uh Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi just hammered out of his mind. Because oh Sasuke goodness. is a party animal. If you haven't realized Sasuke is nuts. Watch the shit he does now. Like, there's video of him where he grabs a giant barrel, puts it over him, and then dives headfirst onto nothing. Onto nothing. Then he spent three days at the King of Trios tournament where he kept setting up the chair to do the senton onto the guy and 
two days out of the three, the guy would move and Sasuke would just eat the chair. Uh-huh. I mean, Sasuke is the best. I love Sasuke to death, man. He is a maniac, and I love him. <clears throat> I love Sasuke, and I would love to work him one day just because of that. Um, and a lot of people know Sasuke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everything. Another thing everybody forgets, Sasuke is a hell of a shooter. There's actually uh, a match between the great Sasuke and the Dirt Bike Kid, and the Dirt Bike Kid was terrible. Oh, God, and- I saw that. Yeah, and Sasuke just has enough of it at one point and just starts kicking dirt by Kig's head like there's no tomorrow, CTE all day, and then puts him in a guillotine choke and just choke the kid till he pissed himself. And that was... Did you know the reason why that started? Why? Because the dirt bike kid was, had a mask. He had that mask on that, they, that, they, that, the Sasuke, that Sasuke wanted him to wear because it was supposed to be a mask versus mask match. Yeah. And... and Dirt Bike Kid took it off after the intro. And that I remember seeing that. Pissed Sasuke off. And then then he was shitty. And then Sasuke just decided to have enough of him and fucked him yeah. up. If, if there's one <laughs> thing in, love- Sorry, Eric, go ahead. No. How can you not love a man who runs his own promotion and will kick your ass if you don't do the right thing? I've come to the conclusion that a lot of uh, Japanese wrestlers who are also owners of promotions have a, they do that, and I can't fault them. I remember uh, who was it? It was the big Canadian guy and uh, Antonio Inoki. And the great Antonio. Antonio. The great Antonio, Antonio. Yes. Yes. Yay! <laughs> Inoki owned him. Well, you got to remember if you ran your own company in Japan. You ran the w- risk of people really trying to take you the fuck out, mm. you know, because uh, that all started because the first owner of the first wrestling company in Japan was Ricky Dozon. And Ricky Dozon was a legit trained shooter, but Ricky Dozon was smart and he didn't teach too many people how to shoot. Um, so there were two or three guys who tried to start their own promotions and then they'd bring in these American shooters and Ricky Dozon would pay, you know, would pay these Americans to come in and beat the shit out of who, you know, the owner of the company who was the top guy of his own company. Mm. And it would kill the business. It would kill that business immediately. That's why in Japan, especially like in the nineties era, like this era where you saw all these companies popping up, if you were running an independent against, you know, the Jap, you know, the big companies, which are Noki and Baba, you had to know what to fucking do and how to handle yourself because, Anoki and Baba would, without hesitation, pay someone like maybe, well, maybe not Funaki because Funaki was a student of Sasuke's, but they would pay an American or they'd pay a luchador to come in and just fucking wreak havoc on shit. You know, Del Rio tells Alberto Del Rio. I don't know if he's ever told the story publicly, so I don't want to say the name of the company on air, but I'll tell you guys afterwards. Uh, Cruiserweight was trying to start his own wrestling company and... um, that was their way of shutting him down. It was the same thing they did to uh, Hashimoto with zero one. And that's why they brought it. They had Ogawa shoot on Hashimoto because they knew Hashimoto was about to start his own offshoot called zero one. And they didn't want him to get away from new Japan. So after Ogawa shot on Hashimoto, that's when Hashimoto agreed to do zero one as a new Japan offshoot, but they would still use other outside talent from like Noah from all Japan and everybody and that's why that early 2000s run of zero one, you saw these crazy main events like 
uh, Muda and fucking Junka. Uh, it would be like Muda and Chono versus uh, Kenta Kobashi and Junakiyama. Or uh, actually, no, it was Muda and Kenta Muda and Kenta Kobashi versus Jun Kayashi and uh, 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 Junakiyama and um, oh shit, what, what was Junakiyama and Kenta Kobashi versus Muda and uh, Yuji Nagata? Oh damn, that was like the second. That was the second show main event, and that was also why. Um, oh god, what's his name? Cruz, one of my favorite Bitchmaster. <laughs> Koji Kanemoto. Not Koji Kanemoto, Bitchmaster. Yeah. What's Bitchmaster's name? Oh, I don't remember. You've 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 told me you've shown me Bitchmaster, but you've named it you named like five people him, so No, there's only one Bitchmaster. The original yeah, Bitchmaster. You, you, you keep on mixing them up though, because you said Sakuraba was Bitchmaster at first. No, I said Sakuraba was Gracie Hunter. Yeah, no, no, you also called him Bitchmaster the first time we watched uh Starcade eighty nine. Okay, fair enough. Um, wait, Starcade '89 <laughs> or Starcade Night? Whatever the one was with the New Japan and WCW. That's that's the real fucking bitchmaster. You said that was Sakuraba. Real... Yeah, I know you. That I was know not Sakuraba. That was not I know it's Sakuraba. Not. You said it was. You said it was. No, I don't know who it was. was. God damn it! That was um. You motherfucker, James! You're fucking me up here. Help me. Um. Oh, hold on, hold on. What Starcade is no, that? No, 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 no. What Starcade is that? Do, I'm not even going to do that. I'm just going to go to the Tiger Masks, and I'll be able to figure it out from there. Well, while you're figuring that out, I'll talk about my experience with Sasuke. Uh, again, <laughs> first ECW pay per view, uh, first ECW match I ever saw, barely legal. The third match on the card had Sasuke in it as part of uh, Michinoku Pro Wrestling. Uh, it was uh, Taka, uh, Togo, and uh, oh, forget it. If you guys want to remember, just just rewind a couple of seconds, or a couple of minutes. Anyways, but uh, that was the first time seeing Sasuke, and I've seen him pop up in uh, ECW many times after that, including matches with Just Incredible. Last time I saw Sasuke on American soil, um, I ordered the uh, GCW um, Deathmatch tournament from. I think it was June of last year, and Sasuke was in the first round. Uh, him and Jimmy Lloyd, and really? it was interesting. Yeah, it was. I was just like, wait a minute, am I reading this right? Sasuke is doing a death match. Yeah, and you know, he he lost uh, the match to uh, Jimmy Lloyd. It was fairly entertaining. I had never seen Sasuke do the hypnosis thing, but uh, apparently that's how he got Jimmy Lloyd to take all the bumps through like the glass and barbed wire and stuff. So that's, that's, that's Sasuke. He can do whatever he wants and he will continue to do whatever he wants at all times. Yeah. But I, I swear this and is so like he, 23 years. This is like 22 years Shinjiro later. After I first saw him, he was still... Sorry. Yeah. You got the name? Yeah. Otani. Yeah. Sinjiro Otani. Okay. Mind you, though, this is 22 years after I first saw him, and he was still in great shape. And he was uh, in could the still best shape of his life. He was wrestling in trunks th- at that point. Uh, he had gold <laughs> oh, no, pants on, on that match. Yeah, he had. He had the the. He was doing the. No, it was the monk gimmick. He started doing that monk gimmick, but before that, the King of Trios. Yeah, he was in trunks for the first time in his career, and he had abs. And I mean, the man's a part of the. The parliament. He's part of the diet. Oof! Nice fucking dropkick, right? <laughs> what there. other uh, Japanese wrestlers made it to the diet? I think at, uh, Onita was one, right? 
Yeah. Onita made the diet. Uh, of course, Anoki's still in the diet. Anoki's and there, yeah. Sasuke, those are the three main. And um, uh, Western Cyclone, Su- uh, Western Suplex. Um, not Kejimuto, but his partner, Hiroshi Hase, is in the diet also. Hiroshi Hase was in the diet. That's why his career kind of went short because he took it very simple. Hiroshi Hase came back. The he was one of the first guys to really get that big swing over as a move in Japan, and mm. uh, that's what Hiroshi Hase is famous for. Um, now, Eric, Eric, as, yeah, a wrestler, um, yeah. as a wrestler, how influence, how influential would you say that Puro uh, Oh uh, was for you? I mean, you were trained by the great Johnny Rods, WWE Hall of Famer, at uh, Gleason's Gym in Brooklyn, and uh, you know you've been a student of the game as long as I've known you. Uh, probably one of, and I say this without any bias, uh, one of the best wrestlers on the indies right now, and I wish you uh, further success in your continued career. How influential would you say that, no problem, how how influential would you say that Fulter Wrestle was for you? Uh, It was very because Johnny Rods' trainer was Carl Gotch, who Mm -hmm. helped create the uh, Puresu style, and, um, you know, we, we were pretty much taught that, we were taught, you know, at Johnny's, it went like this. You were taught shoot, then you were taught pro wrestling, and then you were taught puresu. And uh, when you did that, you really, you know, you really got an idea for it. And, you know, we'd always get the New Japan guys to come through. Anoki came by and used to come see Johnny. Um, Anoki did that. Hold on. Let me see if I can get him to talk right now. Hey, I'm doing my podcast right now. You want to say hello to everybody for me? We showed your music video tonight. Yeah, can you say hello real quick? If I just put the cat phone to the TV to this, all right, ladies and gentlemen, join us right now. You saw his newest video here tonight. We showed you clips of it, ladies and gentlemen. Our truth. How you doing Mr. tonight, Killings? Killings. Killings. How are you, good sir? Killings right here. You can see you perfect. <laughs> so, Ronnie, we watched your new video tonight for Fired Up. It's amazing. Um, I remember being there to get to see some of the filming. I actually got to see the video for the first time myself just the other day, and I think it's your greatest undertaking so far. What are your thoughts on it? Put the mic to the phone. So it's hard. Um, it's just some of what is yet to come, man. Absolutely. you got a bunch of stuff coming up the horizon. If I heard correctly, the rumor has it. We're up to about, you got 20 more singles just waiting down the bike. 28. 28 singles. So you've been a very busy man between running running around with that 24-7 title and doing everything else. You know, I'm really proud of you. I am so happy you got to do that, man. And, oh, I'm uh, getting that back. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to congratulate you big time. On this music video, man, I, I think the sound is where it needs to be. I love the music video. I think you and Jay Tracks are doing a hell of a job, man. And I just wanted to say congratulations to you on that. Appreciate that. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. And um, for all the listeners, man, if you don't have the single, it's available right now on all digital platforms. Um, and if you hadn't seen the video, or if you want to see it again, go check it out. Raw Killings TV. Or just put in Raw Killings hit them up. That's right. Make Absolutely. sure you follow our truth on all social media platforms, Ron Killings on Facebook, Ron Killings on Twitter, 
What? Yeah, Ron Killings one on Instagram also, and of course his YouTube channel Ron Killings TV. Check out all the great music videos. Like I said, if you haven't seen this music video, we tried to show you a little bit here on air. It was a hell of an undertaking. It's one of the best music videos I've seen down the pike in years, and um, it was really great to see it. Ronnie, can I call you back in a little bit, brother? All right, see you in a little bit. So there you go, Louie. <laughs> we got stars. We got stars. We got stars. <laughs> that was awesome. That guy is probably one of the best that have been around the last 20 plus years. You know, oh, like so followed him in WWE when mm-hmm. he first started there, when he went to TNA, loved him in the wrestler. And of course the little Jimmy gimmick. Perfection. Oh, yeah. That Thanks. was awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. And in great. the main event, right, Sasuke <laughs> went back his belt. He beat that young upstart Funaki. Uh, and so I'm very happy for him. And uh, Louis, we always like to do this. We like to show a special bonus fight on every episode of Beyond Bushido. Yeah, so we like to show a very special bonus fight on every episode of Beyond Bushido. Nice. And we like to just let the uh, guest host do commentary. Um, so James, we're gonna, me and James are going to go ahead and we're going to step away. And we just want you to do commentary for uh, – it's actually a European shoot, if you will. Uh, right. It's actually from the Mediterranean. And uh, James, do we have that footage ready? Oh, we're ready. Okay, so let's go ahead and let's get Louie and let's get the video queued up. And Louie, let's go ahead and get your commentary for this amazing action you're about to see. I'm so afraid. And so did G. What? The the, the pedestrian has a right away. And so did Jesus Christ have his way, and they still fucking crucified him. So don't tell me who has the right and who has the wrong. You almost hit me with the car. All right, so we have Yanis Milonakis over here with a huge nose who's yelling at someone while he's being filmed. Jail? Yeah. Do you want to go to the cemetery? Where do you want to go? Jail, cemetery, hospital? A lot of things. Jail, but you almost hospital. hit me with the car. You can't do that, sir. And you have you should sir, be a better. Please watch me too. Maybe I'm And crazy. apparently, dude so shouldn't almost be driving. Hit, hit with uh, Yanni's car. Oh, we'll call him uh, Joey Baba Ganoush. Okay, yeah. So you're threatening to kill me, and then now. No, no, threatening to kill you. Why yeah. am I threatening to kill you? You heard what you said. You got to be a. I must say, Yanni's mustache is quite deadly. This American it comes with fucking its own people, katana right? blades. Everybody got a video camera. Look, he got me a video camera. Okay, sir. You're gonna give it to the police? Why you not go to ISIS terroristas and go get over there? Oh, I mean? he just went mean? and took it personal man, mentioning ISIS. Maybe you and I'm not talking about the show what Archer. What kind of motherfucker you are? You're a good man, thank you. I believe in Jesus. I don't believe you. You're lucky you moved too fast because I run you what over. Is, what is, I got insurance. Now, Yanni doesn't understand the first doesn't rule of wrestling. I got that you're never supposed to bring God into it. I, I pay insurance. I can run you. It's failed. Insurance paid because you, you're supposed From to be a good man to and Michael, get out of the way. Failed. No, I'm supposed to stop for you. Sam Why are you supposed to stop for you? Never got Who crucified by Raven. Who in the fuck are you supposed to stop? You and Joey Baba Ganoush is following it. Oh, and, and Yanis Milonakis is getting tailgated. You could be a witness to this? Yeah. 
Can you testify what happened? Wait a minute. This yeah. isn't European. My name is Anthony. Anthony Hong. He's this is Woodside, Queens. Yeah. Yeah. He's about to work. Roads are too narrow. Yeah. Thank you, sir. No, no problem. What's your name? I'm Anthony Hong. I, I, I put it right. Oh, this dude went totally heel. Wait, Jesus Christ. Jesus. And once again, Yanni is breaking the cardinal rule. <laughs> but he gets the final word. Like a true champion, Yanni Smilonakis gets with the mustache of death. With the two daggers on each side, he gets the final word. <laughs> and so there it was. Our fight companion for this week. Bonus I think fight. I'm related to that guy. <laughs> Jesus I Christ did nothing wrong. Man, you should have done what Ter- Terry Funk said. Don't bring God and Jesus' name into this, man. What did they do wrong? <laughs> yeah, and, then, and no, that is still my favorite wrestling memory. They did a Legends Battle Royal at one of these WrestleCons, and it comes down to Piper and Funk at the end, and Terry's like, wait a minute. We need. We're brothers. We're in a fraternity. We need to honor each other, Roddy. We need to go ahead and remember our fallen brothers. Bruiser Brody. Nature Boy Buddy Rogers. That good kid, Brian Pillman. Uh, We shouldn't fight no more, brother. We should hug. And then I want you all to join me in bowing your heads for a moment of silence while we talk. And think about these wonderful, wonderful men that are no longer here with us. And so he hugs Piper. They start the minute of silence. Now, please bow your heads. Oh, God, you're such a sweet God. You're such an amazing God. I thank you for giving me, for forgiving me for my sins. You forgive me for everything. You forgive me. You forgive me. You forgive me for doing this! And he hits Piper with the microphone and eliminates him and wins the Battle Royal. <laughs> God bless Terry Funk. I do. Now, Louie, obviously <laughs> you got a lot going on. you got your beautiful wife and kid over there right now. You're finally getting the baby to bed. Um, of course, we talked about it. Music is life. It airs whenever the fuck he feels like putting up a new episode. Uh, Lou, I love having you on. You're one of my dear friends. Thank you so much for Thank joining. Here. See that uh, logo right there in this corner for Music is Life. Louis' show, it's podcast on the Rat Sound Review. Uh, what can we expect on the next episode, Louis? Um, I have no idea. You know, so I, a lot of the episodes I've done have been off the cuff, off the cuff, off the top of my head. Um, the only one that I really planned out was the my 15 least favorite, uh, no, my 15 uh, least hated Van Hagar songs. That was the only one that I had actually planned out. Everything else has been sort of what's happened to me at a certain point in time leading up to that moment, and I just talked about it. So also, it's, it's, it's free form. I'm going to plug something else for you because I'm a big fan of watching it. Join Lou Mavs on Facebook. It's spelt just like that. Every couple of nights, Louie goes on, and you just get to hear him kill and shred on some of your favorite tracks throughout the history of rock and metal. 
Uh, Louis, you're such a talented musician. Thank you. You're a great guy. I love you to death. Thank you so I love much you for too, doing man. tonight, man. Thank you so much. James, you want to take it home, brother? James, well, thank uh, you for having me on too, man. Appreciate it. No, 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 no. The pleasure is all, all ours. I mean, uh, you, you know, we usually have guys who don't know anything about wrestling. So it was really nice to have somebody in here that, you know, that knew a little bit about Japan and Japanese wrestling and all that stuff. So, um, but uh, I, I didn't know, uh, Eric, if you wanted us to go out on the uh, the last video that you sent me or not before we, before yes, we run off here. Be, yeah, so go ahead okay. and do that. Set that up. And uh, so James will do the closing and then we're going to show the greatest uh, interview in the history of football. It was the oh, greatest inter live interview, sir. Live interview. Yes. Better than better than Chris Everett and Jim Rome. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> but uh, everybody, thank you so much for watching. Uh, please go to ratsaladreview.com. That's where all of our podcasts are uh, distributed. You can also check it on Rat Salad Review on iTunes, Google Play, spotify all those we should have this episode up hopefully by the weekend um if it depends on depends on if the if the crazy guy actually you know does the video editing like he should you know and, and actually doesn't do any you know doesn't you know slack off like he did last time but uh i want to thank everybody for watching uh, for watching these shows i mean we've had a really good audiences um and we just hope everything gets better and, and, you know, especially keep continue watching. We're still going to be putting stuff out, even though it seems like our States, I know, I know Eric's and my States are starting to finally get back to work. Well, hopefully we have no more issues. Uh, Lou, I hope, I hope everything gets, gets going good up there because I know it's been worse up there than it is down here. Yeah. But, especially uh, in the city. Thank God I say in the suburbs. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, uh, I was born in is become the epicenter hospital for that shit. Elmhurst hospital. That's that, that breaks my heart every fucking day. Yeah. Um, Mikey for zone. One of the kids who trained over at Johnny rods, he's a paramedic in New York city. Uh, he was just diagnosed. Mikey, I want to know, I want you to know that you're in my prayers, brother. I love you to death. You're going to beat this shit. You've always been a tough kid. Now you're a tough man. I love you to death. Um, unfortunately a close friend of both mine and Louis, his, his, uh, her, father has passed away from this and uh i always want to send my, send my love to her uh, i know louis does too uh but we're going to respect the family's wishes at this time i don't know if she wants it to be known public um it's it's been really tough and uh yeah i don't want to leave this on a somber note so uh james well, let's go with all that wonderful oh. bean footage oh go ahead louis all righty well, guys i'm well, sorry louis, go ahead. To, not, to not end on a somber note my in-laws both of them had it but they beat it so um that's awesome happy that's about awesome. that that is that's awesome and you know we're, we're gonna get through this everybody we're all at the feta it's the windex and feta thank god they got a great <laughs> it's definitely the windex it was definitely the windex see the Miracle. reason you're not seeing greeks get it is because as soon as they see it coming nah, my laka. <laughs> that one's for you <laughs> anyway guys uh everybody hold on hold on hold, oh. on hold on hold on oh no <laughs> 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 and with that we are gone guys have a good day <laughs> but there's a whole lot of people that want to draw the comparison between one of the all-time great jet quarterbacks joe namath and chad pennington what impresses you about chad I believe uh, everything that anyone else has watched uh, Chad play uh, impresses me. The same thing impresses them. He's a quality, classy quarterback that has a touch on the football. 
He's not a thrower. He's a passer. His mind is ahead of what the defense is. And if the Jets can support him, they will win the championship. Hold it one second, Curtis Martin. Pennington draw play to Curtis Martin. He'll get six. Joe, it's been a tough season for Jet fans. What does it mean to you now when the team is struggling? I want to kiss you. I couldn't care less about the team struggling. What we know is we can improve. Chad missed Chad Pennington, our quarterback, missed the first part of the season, and we struggled. We're looking to next season. We're looking to make a, a noise now, and I want to kiss you. Thanks, Joe. A yeah. huge compliment. Yeah. You know Joe Namath, part of the four-decade team. We'll see these guys in halftime.